This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to AWOL Airwaves on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. This is the very first episode of the Welcome Home podcast, uh, where we're going to talk about everything uh, Disney Parks as well as everything DVC. Uh, I'm joined here today and every day by uh, Damon and Trevor. And before we kind of get started, we're going to introduce ourselves, talk a little bit about who we are and why we're doing this podcast and what this is all about. But uh, before we start that, just want to let everybody know that this podcast is, uh, is for entertainment only. Uh, we're not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and uh, as such, all opinions that we uh, express on this show are our own. So please consult with your uh, DVC representative if you need more information about anything that we talk about today. Uh, most of this is our opinion and uh, you know some information that we know and uh, we just want to share with everybody. So um, just to start off, my name is Tom. I, uh, I've been a Disney fan for a very, very long time. And, um, you know, I love Disney more than just about anything. And we go uh, just about every year to Disney World. Uh, we are DVC owners, and we have been for several years. We own at uh, Bay Lake Tower. Uh, and, you know, I also run a Disney travel agency uh, besides this podcast, which is uh, called PrinceCharmingVacations.com, um, Disney travel agency just to uh, help out people, uh, you know, schedule their Disney vacations and book everything. Because uh, if you've ever tried to do that yourself, you uh, know that there's uh, hundreds of uh, different things to know about Disney, uh, you know, tons of restaurants and a bunch of hotels. And if you have no idea what you're doing, it can be very overwhelming. So uh, that's just a little bit about me. Um, Trevor, I believe you were going to talk a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, uh, hi, my name is uh, Trevor, of course, and I am uh, the Canadian chapter of this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, um, so I've been a Disney fan since, same thing, like my, all my life. First time I went to Disneyland, I was like four years old, and um, I've been back like 10, 12 times since then. My wife and I did our honeymoon in Disneyland. Um, we've taken our, our son there multiple times and we're, uh, we just bought into DVC this last year and, um, we're super excited about that because, uh, it's given us a whole bunch of other options that we didn't have before. Um, uh, and yeah, as far as our Disney obsession goes, I mean, we, it, my wife and I talk about it all day long and we've gotten our son into it and, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to to talk with you guys about DBC. All right, so I guess that's me next. So yep. I'm, I'm Damon, and uh, <laughs> let's see. We've been DBC members, let's say, for over 10 years now. We're Saratoga Springs. Happen to have three kids, 13, 11, and 7 now. We were going to Disney before we had kids every year, and you know we just kind of continued that process with bringing them. I don't think that they've missed but maybe one year themselves. We've been there at least once every year since then, and sometimes multiple times. We're actually going to be going this year as well. In looks to be August, which we all know is very hot. I'm also one of the owners <laughs> at bscekids.com, where we cover... A lot of Disney stuff, including, you know, Disney Channel, Disney XD, Disney Junior. So um, definitely invested in Disney all around. All around. <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. And, and you know, I, I think that 
the great thing about the three of us is we all bring different perspectives. Um, I don't have any kids. It's just my wife and I. So we do things. We do Disney a little bit differently than some other folks, you know, that, that do have kids. Um, and, you know, you guys both have kids, which, you know, you can you can provide insights on those things. Um, so that's that's a good part of this, too. Um, but, yeah, that's 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 uh, great. So just to continue on here, uh, you know, just how this uh, podcast is going to work. We're going to do this every every two weeks is what our plan is. Um, so we're going to come to you, you know, every uh, hopefully every Sunday is what the plan is going to be uh, going forward. Um, but, you know, so take a, keep a lookout for that. You know, obviously, if you subscribe, then you'll be able to see them every time they come up. This podcast really started actually just kind of in a, in a random way. And, um, you know, DVC actually started a uh, member neighborhood uh, group on Facebook. And uh, I had been wanting to start a podcast about Disney for a long time because I talk about it a lot and I drive my wife insane and she's tired <laughs> of listening to me talk about Disney things. And, uh, you know, so for me, I, I needed an outlet to, to uh, put out all my knowledge and all my wanting to talk about different Disney things. And I put out, um, put out a, a post on the group and uh, Damon and Trevor were two of the people that I responded. So um, as my wife suggested, we could have called this podcast three random guys from the internet talk about Disney, but uh, that's a little bit of a mouthful. And so <laughs> we, did, we decided to call this thing Welcome Home. So what we're going to talk about on this podcast on a weekly basis this is Disney Parks Talk related to DVC. Um, so we're going to talk about updates in the parks, things that are happening, um, you know, right now and how they uh, relate to uh, the Disney Vacation Club and, uh, you know, some of the different things that they do. We will talk about DVC news updates, um, our opinions about anything with DVC, whether it be member benefits, locations, um, you know, new places that are opening up, uh, you know, our favorite places to stay, things like that. Um, and we also want to get to the point, too, where we're answering your questions. So it, uh, once we, you know, you listen to this podcast, if you uh, hear something that's interesting to you and you have a question about it and you want to hear our opinions about it, we do have an email address, uh, which is welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. You can email us your questions and uh, we will answer them or try to do our best to answer them on the uh, next podcast. So uh, that's kind of what we're going to be doing on this. Um, you know, hopefully it's interesting for all of you. So uh, we're going to start off today by talking about the uh, topic that's on every Disney fan's mind at the moment, and that is uh, Pandora which will be opening on May 27th. Uh, and, you know, DVC and uh, annual pass previews have just started. Or, well, not just started. They've just got sent out. And uh, they'll be going out uh, May 13th and May 22nd. And they're full this. already, right? I think most those of are them full are full already. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, so. those are full already. So, um yeah, so do, you can't even register for those at this point. Um, but if you were one of, <laughs> what's that? You got to be quick. You yeah. do. You got to be quick. And yeah. and you know that's it's funny because th they put those things out and I think they were probably full within. I mean, so, probably by the end of the day, right? So, so Tre yeah. Trevor, are you? When are you going? When's your next trip? Because again, I think that both Tom and myself will actually see it in this. You know, this summer maybe not. I, Tom, you'll see it before me, but I mean, I'll see it in August. Are you actually mm -hmm. going this summer at all, Trevor? So or no? We're actually going in September, and okay. um, so so we originally planned to go for the Halloween party, and it actually worked out really nicely that we're there the week of one of the uh, the uh, magic or moonlight magic events. So okay. I'm going to oh, try great. and get into that as well. Which uh, that one's for Animal Kingdom specifically, mm -hmm. which I'm hoping means that there will be some Pandora specific stuff to it as well. 
Gotcha. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, yeah, I'm actually going like two weeks after it opens, or like about maybe like three weeks after it opens, which terrifies me because it's going to be nuts. <laughs> yeah. Now, there, there's something to be said about going again. You know, specifically, we've gone to both Harry Potter openings, right? So not Des- not Disney, but per se. But there's something a little bit more magical about being there when you're some of the first people. All the hype and everything around it. Yeah, it's just everyone's more excited because yeah. it's, you know, it's like going to see a movie. You know, when you go see a movie like the third week after it's been out. It's a little different than going to see it opening night or even you know the opening weekend. Let's say you know, I think Tom fits into opening weekend, not really, but you know, close enough um, in comparison. In, to in Disney terms, yes, yeah, in, in Disney, Disney terms. terms. <laughs> <laughs> in Disney terms, opening weekend lasts for like a couple months, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think. Yeah, I'm excited for that because I I think it'll be. I mean, there is a really cool aspect to it where you can say i was there two weeks after it opened because that's going to be there for forever right i mean and and i can say oh yeah i was there when that first opened and 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 that's a really uh cool thing to be able to say i just i just know it's going to be crazy uh you know but but you know what the other thing that's pretty neat about being there when it opens and again we've seen this at some other parks as well as disney there's going to be things that will get pulled out that will get broken that will not work correctly Mm -hmm. and they will change where you get to see it how the Imagineers really wanted everyone to see it, right? And I think that's the special part about it is is that, you know, you'll get to see what they envision rather than, you know, where there's queue problems or there's this or that. They make changes to accommodate, and then, you know, you lose a little bit of that. You know, a good example of that for myself is, so um, I haven't been to Disney World in 10 years. The last time I was there, um, we did Expedition Everest, and the Yeti was working. Oh, and isn't that so, the best? Man. Yeah. yeah. So, oh. so I have memories of that, right? Which and, was awesome, by the way, right? I love that, I too. I was there, too. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm, I I know going this time, I've heard of, about the Disco Yeti, and... Yeah, it's not the same, man. It's not <laughs> yeah. the same. But, you and, know, that was always broken, that Yeti. Same thing, right? It was always broken. Exactly. Wow. So, yeah, and, and you're right. You know, I mean, in this first year, I, I think we're all going to get a chance to see Avatar or Pandora, how it was meant to be and how, how these guys worked on it. And, yeah, it, it is going to change. And actually, for me, I'll be, in there in, I'll be there in September, and then we're going back again next May. And I'll be really curious to see how quickly they shift and adjust things in that time period as well. Yeah, true. That's th- that's really interesting too, because yeah, you're totally. I mean, because I think the Yeti worked for like less than a year before it like broke, and they haven't been able to fix that thing. And I, what what I think is interesting, and I just saw this recently. I think this this information just came out is that the uh, in order to kind of keep up like the the immersion in Pandora, that they're not going to have any signs for the attractions. Like, there's going to be no signage saying, you know, oh, wow, yeah, the Jeez. Avatar. I mean, a flight of passage. Like, there's not going to be a big sign there. Um, apparently, I guess there will be some things that are, are immersive in there, but then I also heard too, there for that land, they won't have the touch points either. Like the Mickey mouse touch points for fast passes won't be there at all. And so in my mind, I'm wondering, so then how are they going to do, you know, fast pass? Like, how's that going to work? You know? <laughs> and so the I w- extended, uh, RFID thing. Cause they, they, yeah, cause they got the two antennas, too. right? So. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe like you just are going to be able to just walk in, like they'll just know, like you're walking up, and they can just know that you're you have a fast pass for that. I just don't. I, I'm interested to see the choreography of that, you know? Yeah. 
Because obviously they're going to have to have some way to check that as you're walking in. But it, from from what I've seen, and I'm actually glad they're not doing the the Mickey touch points because it would take away from it. You know, I, they're really trying to make this feel like you're in another world. And if you're you know putting a a, a big uh, post there with a with a Mickey face on it, that kind of takes you out of it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. Just I mean, you, we've all been to Disney. We know that you know there's there's people that are not going to get it right. And I think True. that. That's going to be the tough part is balancing where you have confusion versus immersion, right? That, that's the big thing for them. And I think that it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And I think it will change. It's going to morph as they continue to, you know, grow out the area and, you know, learn things about it as well. Well, and you almost wonder if they're just going to add, you know, or they could just going to have more cast members there helping people out. Like, you know, well, you're, you're totally right. They're going to have to figure out how to do that in an effective way. Cause well, it can, it's... Here's the thing, right? We talk about cast members, right? So the thing that's going to break immersion, right? So are these cast members going to be dressed up? Mm, that's going to be interesting, right? Like, or, or they, yeah. How will they keep them as part of the environment as well? Well, well from... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Trevor. I was going to say, I mean, from the movie standpoint, the I mean, the humans on the planet were were pretty. It, it, I feel that they could do a pretty standard thing where like, you know, they, they had like these military people coming in. And so it, it doesn't I don't think it'll be too hard to sell, you know, a cast member standing there, because even in the movie, it wasn't just about the Navi. It was the interaction between the humans and the Navi. So. True, true. Well, and from what I've seen, too, it looks like the kind of the route that they're going with it is that this area was settled by um, it's kind of like almost like a travel agency that we're going to be visiting, like that where they've set up these tours. So from what I can tell, all of the people that are going to be working there, all the cast members are going to be part of this, quote, travel agency that's giving tours of Pandora. That's I think that's kind of what they're the way they're and, doing and it, it. Set after the first movie is that what they're saying or no are they just not giving it a, a time frame from what i heard it's actually after the fourth movie so james uh-huh. cameron has plans to do at least three other movies is what he said and so okay. this is actually post that whole series of movies okay yeah that's the and that's that's an interesting question so and and you know it's funny i um as part of my travel agency, you know, uh, training things, they do webinars. And they the other day they did a webinar about Pandora. And one of the big themes that they kept mentioning is that they don't want people to think of Pandora only as, you know, a movie. As They don't want people to attach it to Avatar that much. They more just want to see it as like a, as a foreign land. Um, and I, I thought that was kind of interesting and they, cause they were really pushing that, you know, we want this to be very much like a, just a land that you're going to, that's like a foreign alien place. Um, that's not necessarily tied to the movie. Now for me, I have, you know, and I'll admit this, I've, ne- I've actually never seen Avatar. I've seen bits oh. and pieces of it. I know. Trevor, we I need to hang up okay. right now. <laughs> yeah i know i i need to watch it I, i've seen bits and pieces you know i just haven't seen the whole thing um and i definitely am going to watch it before i go in june um i just haven't done it yet but the good news for me is you know looking at what i've seen so far to me i i almost don't care if it's if i haven't seen it because it's it just looks cool anyway you know it just looks pretty anyway it looks like the rides are going to be really great uh, the land just looks super immersive and it, it seems like one of those places that i'm not necessarily going to have to see the movie to get it you know what i mean yeah, I, I don't know yeah. i don't know how you guys feel about that but um yeah, actually I, I watched the movie just recently probably like three months ago in preparation 
So the only oh. reason I'm not going to use it, I really only watched it like, you know, like I said, a little bit ago, and I brought the kids in to make sure that they watched it as well, just because I want to be fully prepared. Just like I, you know, we're going Universal, I got to watch all the Harry Potter movies again, right? I have to prepare myself for this. So. <laughs> and, and you know, I actually, so I did the same thing. I, I sat down and I watched Avatar and I was going to have my son watch it, but then my wife and I talked about it and, I, and we we both kind of said, you know, maybe he doesn't actually need to watch it. And kind of to Tom's point is maybe, I, I think a lot of the way that they're, they're selling this is that, yeah, it's meant to be a park that stands on its own. And it's meant to, it's not just a movie plug-in. It's going to be its own land and it's going to stand on its own. And I certainly hope that's the case when we get down there. Yeah. And I, I mean, I could even see you're, you're totally right about that. It's, it's, you know, I and this is not to criticize like Universal and be like Disney fanboy or anything, but like I, you know, I, I feel like if I went to Harry Potter, like, and I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I know about Harry Potter. My wife loves Harry Potter, but like, I feel like if I went there, I would maybe have no idea what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. Oh, one hundred percent, you would not. Yeah, yeah and you that's not and, and for me, like for Pandora, like I could see Disney like 20 years from now, like if no one cares about Avatar anymore, they could just make that a generic like foreign land you know like they could change that up somehow i'm sure yeah. but i'm not saying that they would but you know it's it's just one of those things where i i they really it seems like they don't want to necessarily make it as much about the movie like you said it's more about the land and about the the immersion and about you know being it's it's the beastly kingdom we never had right i mean <laughs> yeah, that is true. well and, and to that point like you know I, I guess a good example for me is uh so in disneyland we still there they still have uh um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which is mm-hmm. tied into the Wind and Trevor, Willows. don't don't tell us that you've never seen it. Please don't tell <laughs> I, me that. Oh no, no, I have, but okay. it's, <laughs> it's it's by far not my favorite movie. Like I haven't sat down. Oh, and I would watched agree it, with that but, too. But I can still go on the ride, and I still enjoy it just as much now as I did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and it, like everyone says, oh, you know, it's it's Avatar, and I don't know why they're doing this, and it's like everything that. Everything that Disney does now will become a classic for someone at some point. And all the stuff that we see now fondly is like like a lot of the, the rides that, that exist today. It's like, do you really go back and watch those movies? Do you really go back and like, you know, immerse yourself in it to that level? But do you really yeah. need to, I guess, to enjoy the, the rides and the parks? Well, I yeah, see, I don't I, I totally agree with that. I don't think you do because I mean how many people go on Splash Mountain, enjoy Splash Mountain, but have never seen Song of the South? Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. Disney buried Song of the South. Like, you can't even find it if you want it. You yeah. know, like, and so it's your, anytime somebody brings that up, it's like, well, why are they doing Avatar? It's like, well, do you still enjoy Splash Mountain? Yeah, because it's, it, you know, that's based on a movie. Actually, it's kind of based on two movies. I mean, that's a different conversation because Splash Mountain is, was to, to promote the, uh, the name was to promote the movie Splash way back in the day. But that's mm-hmm. neither here nor there. That's a whole other topic. But um, we're already too far off topic anyway. I know. I know. (laughs) But that's what happens. Hey, this is is a good conversation. But I I think it's an interesting conversation because I even not seeing the movie, I am still very excited to check it out and to go and to feel the immersion of it and to walk around, um, especially there at night. I mean, it just looks amazing at night. Um, I mean, just from the pictures I've seen, it just looks like it's going to be a whole different experience there at night. Well, I can tell you that even for us before Pandora, um, they opened it up at night for Everest, uh, Everest, and it was oh, yeah. a totally different experience. You know, we had ridden that thing 
probably 50 times, honestly, at that point. And going up at night, totally different. Awesome. You can say that about anything at Disney. Like yeah. any any yeah, ride definitely. that I've done that I love, doing it at night, totally different ball game. Yeah. Oh yeah, like one of my favorite things, one of my favorite rides is Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and one of my favorite things is going on that at night. And we mm-hmm. we did extra magic hours till two a.m. one time, and going on that thing at one thirty in the morning was like it's so dark, you can't see where any of the turns are. It just makes it so much more. It's almost like you know the concept of Space Mountain, but it's you know it's just making God, things dark so you can't see anything, and it yeah. you know. Uh, but it's just being nighttime, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for that, and and actually that, um, you know, can bring us into talking about a couple other things. So one of the interesting moves that Disney made, and uh, people are talking a lot about this, but I think it makes total sense, and I understand it, is um, they're bringing the tiered fast pass system to Animal Kingdom for the first time, and so. Um, anyone listening, you might be familiar with the tiered FastPass system um, from Hollywood Studios or from Epcot, um, where you know they obviously they have the uh, the most popular rides in Tier One, and then all the other rides in Tier Two, and you can only reserve one from Tier One and the rest from Tier Two. And so what they're doing with Pandora is they're taking both of the rides from Pandora and putting them in Tier One, so, which means you can only FastPass one of the rides in Pandora. I get that. Um, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot because my fast pass, di- pa- fast pass date is coming up in two and a half weeks now, and so I got to figure out what am I going to fast pass, right? Yeah, I don't and even so, think for me that makes a big difference, right? Because I don't know about yeah. you guys, but I'm a get to the park when it opens guy, right? Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. the thing is, is that I'm going to go to whichever one I don't have the fast pass to first. Now, if you told me there was three rides, I'd be a little bit more upset that you know we're tier one, but at two. Ah, uh, you know, I'm not really that concerned with that. I'll fast pass one. I don't care when it is. And the other one I'll just go to first. That's the way I see it. Well, and I'm thinking too, like, well, the next thing we're going to talk about is, is about the daily extra magic hours that they're adding. So, I mean, it, it, and we can bring this up as part of this conversation, because one of the things that Disney's doing, uh, which I think is really brilliant, and I don't think they've ever done this before that I can remember, is that they're going to have extra magic hours um, every single night from the date that Avatar opens to till July 4th from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. So anybody staying, any resort guest will be able to go only to Pandora. So the, the rest of Animal Kingdom won't be open from those times. Well, but yeah, Pandora... you, you think it's brilliant because you're going to be there during that time frame, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, right. we don't think it's brilliant unless, it, you know, it had 10-4 on there. And <laughs> yeah, okay, then we'd all be happy. That's that's right. I, I'm, you know, but I think it's great for, in my mind, because now I, I can fast pass one of them and just do the other one later that night. I can just do standby, you know, yeah. during extra magic hours. Because We did that with the Dwarf Mine ride. That was big for us when we were there. We did that at night as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that's a good strategy to do if you can do it that way. I mean, who knows? I mean, I wonder if that's something they're going to extend. I, I, I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be daily, but I mean, I can see them doing nightly extra magic hours now. I in- think it will just be part of the system. You know, again, I'm sure that we've all been going long enough. Do you remember when there was early opening every day? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. so the, the good old days, right? But you know, beyond that, I think this will just be included in the rotation, right? It gives them another way to include one more park in the rotation, and you know, kind of extend that for other people. But then, you know, you're starting to get to the point now where you really have to stay there a week to benefit from that, you know, to you know, because again, oh, yeah. it's not every day anymore. And for us, for me personally, Mister, you know, eight thirty in bed, I don't do the late ones. I really only do the early ones. 
Yeah. And, that, and that's a hard thing too with kids, right? Is, you know, they say 11 to two extra magic hours, but yeah. a lot of people, <laughs> their kids are melting down by like, let's see, that works great for Tom. Now. Right? See, this again, yeah. it's just a Tom benefit. <laughs> you know, he can go, it's kid free. You know, he's still awake and there's nobody at the park. Like it works out perfect for him. But <laughs> well, once I have kids, I'm just going to drag them. I'm just going to, you know, throw it over my shoulder and just go, you know, go to the say ride. That now. <laughs> say that now. Yeah. Well, so the flip side of that, though, is that so for people like Tom who go to the uh, extra magic hours, that frees up the park during the day for more of the family. So, so I think maybe what their their strategy here is that they're trying to disperse the crowd over a longer period. And I'm actually thinking back to uh, when Cars Land opened in uh, California Adventure. Is that place was wall to wall packed for months? Like it was. It was just crazy, crazy busy the whole time. And I think Disney realized when they when they did that was that they had a really popular land and everybody wanted to be there and they didn't provide enough time for people to be there. So people were waiting, you know, like three hours plus for rides and whatnot instead of going and doing other stuff around the park. So maybe this is their answer to that is that they know that, you know, there's some people that would prefer to do the late night stuff. So spread them out and and that way everybody can enjoy the park and you can get more people through and you're not it, it's it's not the same level of congestion that they've had in the past how about how about this trevor how about you have to have a kid 12 or under with you at gate opening <laughs> or you're not allowed to come in before six o'clock at night Hey, I'd be okay with that. Early, <laughs> early magic hours for, for young kids. Yeah. For young magic kids. <laughs> hours, yes. And it's all attached to your magic band, so there's no cheating the system. I'm with oh, that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, so, so listen, to, to, to move this along, I'm going to tell you the one thing that I'm most looking forward to in this park is actually the restaurant. I don't know how oh, yeah. you guys feel about it, but looking at some of those dishes, there was a thing on TV recently about it. About the, the there's a what a blueberry? It's not a tart. It's blueberry like a, cheesecake. It's cheesecake, cheesecake, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like these these like bun things that they're doing, right? Yeah. Where like yeah. it looks like everything's wrapped in like a like a steam bun. Yep. It looked yeah. awesome. I'm really looking to that. You know, looking forward to that most of all. Um, you know, I've noticed that recently I've been on this. You know, sort of food kick and, and interestingly enough so of my kids you know to the point where they you know we're watching the cooking channel and there's actually been some stuff on the cooking channel about this um and pandora which has been interesting but i'm actually looking forward to that restaurant i'm just hoping that it's not as packed as be our guest was to start with where you couldn't even touch yeah. the thing it looks gigantic i mean yeah. it looks like it's a huge restaurant is, is, isn't it a is it a is it a fast service it, it is yeah. isn't it so, yeah, i think that was smart. quick service quick this service, is yeah. this yeah. is disney's first uh, fast casual, um, or yeah, that's what they're calling it, right? Fast casual. So it's almost like a Chipotle type of location. Mm -hmm. So, and that's kind of what they're trying to do with this is they're trying something completely different that they've done before. And also too, with the new app that they have, well, well, the new addition to my Disney experience where they're, they're kind of expanding the idea of be our guest and taking it in a, in a, in a new direction, um, which is, you know, being able to order your food on through the Disney Experience app before you get there. And then once you get there, there's going to be a button that pops up that says, I'm here. You press I'm here, they make your food, and they bring it to you. So it's like, it's kind of the same idea of Be Our Guest, because I, I don't know if, 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 Damon, you've ever run into this, but um, 
back when that restaurant first opened, my wife and I uh, were lucky enough to be part of uh, some of the testing they were doing. So okay. we actually did advanced ordering at Be Our Guest um, years ago, like three, four years, uh, like right when it first opened. We did, um, they had like a special website set up. We ordered all of our food ahead of time, like months before we even got there. And then when we got there, they, they recorded that we were there. We just sat down and they brought it to us. So we didn't even wait in that be our guest line where, you know, you, you do the touch screens. We, and we, so, we couldn't yeah. even get in there the first oh, yeah. two times we went. So, no, this was actually last year was the first year I've ever even been there. Yeah, it was it's been hectic and just where it is is a little bit out of the way. So yeah, again, yeah. that's that's the other thing that kind of got us. But yeah, I, again, I'm super excited. Um, you know, kind of for that dining experience there. I think that's going to be fun. And I mean, in general, I think the two rides are going to be fun as well. It's just you know, it's can't wait to go. I'm I'm really really interested. I, I I'm I'm excited too. I'm excited for the food. And first of all, the food looks really healthy too. They look like it's everything there is like yeah. super healthy at that restaurant. Well, it makes sense, right? If you're looking for that overall feeling of Pandora, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was all like quinoa and like sweet potatoes and like, you know, it was it was really kind of neat, the stuff that they're doing with that. And, um, you know, the desserts looked really cool and the drinks looked really cool. I don't know if you saw the, the drink location, too, but the drinks were looking really neat, too. Yeah. Like bioluminescent drinks and with like <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> they got to make everything bioluminescent. So <laughs> well, so I guess my question with that is, does that mean that the more glowing ice cubes or I think something so. else? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think Wait, Disney I'm, I'm not Disney's that, created right? some sort of food dye that glows in the dark. Like <laughs> that's you know yeah. not good for you, right? No, I think it's just more glow cubes, honestly, um, from what I've seen, but. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought up the restaurants because I, I think that's going to be a really interesting part of this because for me, I, and I, I argue with people about this sometimes online, uh, I, I think that a, a big part of my Disney experience when I go is the food. I, I absolutely love the food at Disney World and I think there's a lot of really great restaurants to eat at and I, I always try to go to different places every time we go. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I'm excited for that too because it seems like some really unique options that'll be kind of cool to try out and you know, some different things, uh, along with that. This so is a good segue, because for, for me, you know, we kind of wanted to talk about, you know, does this make animal kingdom lodge, you know, more popular DVC location. So yeah, let me tell you what my knock is, is on animal kingdom lodge. It specifically comes down to food. I, I just don't love the food there. So wow. when we talk about going and, um, staying somewhere, um, I've been at animal kingdom lodge twice now. And kind of both against my will, right? Like, listen, it's a great place to stay. It's nice, you know, waking up and seeing the animals and all that. I just don't like the food at all. So, and, wow. and it's, it's it's not from a, it's a personal taste thing. Not, so you you're know, not into the African flavors more? Not at or? all. Not at okay. all. So <laughs> it becomes a very difficult spot for me to stay at, especially like, you know, if you're not at the park and you need to get something to eat or a breakfast or something like that, that I actually don't look to stay there. But that's just me personally. So I wonder, you know, like I said, I mean, will Pandora make this a more popular destination? I think for a while it will. I think definitely. Um, but that's, you know, like I said, that's my take on Animal Kingdom Lodge, which I said, which I love the pool and everything, just not the food. <laughs> well, and for me, I I love the I, – I think it's – it might be my favorite – I shouldn't say my favorite DVC resort. I love the theming at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. I think it's a really great resort. My biggest problem with it is you're far from everything. Like, you know, and, and I, every we've stayed there a couple times. And every time we've stayed there, it's like, 
you know, if you want to get to Magic Kingdom, you got to budget a ton of time to get to Magic Kingdom because the, you know, the bus, you know, if, if you're lucky enough to get a bus, it's still like a good 20 minute bus ride to Magic Kingdom. Well, it's so far from everything. And you like know? you said, you know, with the problem with Animal Kingdom was before Pandora, there's not enough to do to keep you there all day. True. Yeah. So, so now again, if you were to make that 20 minute bus ride after you go to Animal Kingdom, right. And you're, that's where it becomes a difficult prospect is when you're doing two parks in one day. Uh, I think now that you'll have maybe a full day at Animal Kingdom, I think, again, that also adds to the benefit of staying at you know the Animal Kingdom Lodge uh, because you do have at least one park that's close. There is uh, one factor you're also forgetting in here, too, is that there's also the express buses, which uh, if you're looking to park hop, um, that saves a ton of time because you don't have to come out and go through security and, and do a lot well, that's, of all that's that. new, right? That's new though, right? Yeah. So we haven't, we haven't actually seen them working yet or personally or dealt with them. That is a good thing though that they've been doing. Yeah. That will Everything I've heard has been pretty good reviews of those things. And mm -hmm. it, it's actually surprisingly for Disney more affordable than I thought it would be. Um, cause At I think it's start. <laughs> At least to start, yeah. I think it's only like thirty bucks for per person for for the whole for like a whole week, if I remember yep. correctly. I'll have to double check that. But and we, my wife and I, have been going back and forth on whether we're going to try it out this time. And then I've also seen a lot of people talking about using Uber too. Um, that seems to be coming be uh, becoming a whole lot more so popular. So maybe we should just discuss what that is for the people that are listening, right? So that don't oh, the know Express Bus, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trevor, maybe maybe you can talk a little bit about that because I, I know details about it, but I, I I don't know a ton. It sounds like you know a lot about it. So <laughs> so so yeah. From what I from what I've heard and seen and all that is uh, so the Express Bus actually sits inside of the four major parks. So um, it's not a bus that'll take you to Disney Springs or anything like that. It's purely for park hopping. And so you go. They they have a um, a kiosk set up for you. you go there and. You, you add it on to your, your magic band and then uh, they have a schedule. And I think it's like every 30 minutes or something it like is, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, so all you do is you go there, you, you check in and they get you on a bus and it takes you straight to the next park. But um, it, it, the drop-off station is inside the park. So again, is you're, you're saving time on having to go out, um, get on a bus or wait, wait for the buses at the normal stop and then go to the next park and then go through security again. It, it literally drops you right inside the park. And I've actually heard of people being able to do four parks in one day because of this quite easily because the, the amount of time that it saves you is, is pretty substantial. And what's the, what do they have listed as the cost? You said it's a per week cost? or there, There's two. There's uh, um, the per day is, I want to say 15. I actually didn't You're even correct. look at that. Yeah, yeah I okay. just pulled it up. I just pulled it up. It's 15 per person and 24 for multi-day use. I don't know if that means for a week or... I believe that's know. for the duration of your stay. Okay. So however long your, your stay happens to be, 24 will get you through the whole thing. Hmm, Which is pretty reasonable Disney-wise. I mean... Mm -hmm. Surprisingly you, reasonable. This might set off a lot of people. You know how this goes, right? I'm, I'm a proponent of listen. Leave things the way they are. But if you want to add extra <laughs> and it costs money, I'm okay with that, right? Me too. Because yeah. I either can do it or not do it, and I haven't necessarily changed what my expectations are. Um, I like having that as an option. There's things I won't do or don't do or don't pay extra for. But knowing that I can if I want to, I'm okay with that. And, you know, yeah, with five people for us, I mean, you know, let's, you know, figure what, that's 120 bucks for the week. Gosh, mm -hmm. how much time will that save me, right? Because we're two-park yep. people a day, always, yep. either water park. And again, it doesn't help us with the water parks, but we're two-park people. So that always is, is helpful across the board. Um, I think that will be interesting. 
So. Yeah, and I, I think I, I'm with you. And I, I know I think it's funny. I always see people get outraged about like whenever outraged Disney adds an like understatement. An, yeah, when and whenever Disney adds an upcharge event, and it's like no one's forcing you to do it. Just don't do it. Like you know, it's not going to change your experience. Uh, you know, by not doing it. I, I that's I've always kind of felt that way. I've done some of the upcharge experiences, and and they've been great. Like I've done like the uh, the Epcot um, sparkling dessert party. I did that for a special occasion. It was a lot of fun. We did the Magic Kingdom one, like, and they were fun. I mean, but they were special occasions. Like, I wouldn't do. And them I think, as a DVC go. member, I think that the best part about these certain things is that it makes your experience a little bit different each time. Because you're, you listen, if you're DVC, you're going to be there more than the average person. That's why you bought in. So if there's things that you can say, hey, listen, you know what? We're going to try the bus this time and just see. You know, maybe we have a couple extra bucks and we're going to, you know, do the parks a little different. I think that's the nice part is having all these different options because I love Disney, but you know, I love when there's new things at Disney to do. And, you know, even if that's a bus ride or that's, you know, you know, surfing in the morning at Typhoon Lagoon or extra magic hours, you know, at animal kingdom at night, every little thing kind of makes the experience a little different each time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, that that's like, we, even though we haven't been back to Disney world in 10 years and we're going again in September, we're actually talking about a lot of these kind of things too, because, like we, I, I know, I remember stuff from 10 years ago and I know a lot of it's changed, but looking at some of these extras, like the, uh, like the dessert parties and stuff, um, I, I don't see why you wouldn't do it. Especially if, if you're planning to be back there on a regular basis is yeah, it, it does. It turns something like, you know, the fireworks into a special occasion. Yeah. And, and yep. I think that's perfect for, for people that like, Sorry, but I know everyone likes to go stand on Main Street and watch the fireworks, but I don't necessarily like being wall to wall with a bunch of other yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, I, like, like I would like to go somewhere a little more private. And if I have to pay for that, I think that's perfect, perfectly acceptable. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's an added feature. It's not required. And like I, I can watch the fireworks from pretty much anywhere else. Yep. But so. I'm... I'm paying for that experience. It's not like they say, no, you can't like the fireworks are shut off to everyone except. And I think that's how people party. feel though. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. how people feel. So I think that the last Pandora thing that, that we kind of had on our list, which would be good just to talk about, because I definitely have an opinion on this is themed rooms. So you oh, think yeah. they'd be an animal kingdom. So they'd have to build a little bit more, right? So let's just say that they put Pandora rooms in animal kingdom lodge. I don't know where they would stick them, right? They can always redo the room. So that's pretty new over there. I feel like they wouldn't do it at AKL. I feel like, I, sorry, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I, I just feel like if they were going to do it, that they would build a separate hotel for it. Because I, I feel like it would just kind of take away of the, like, I don't feel like having Pandora in Animal Kingdom takes away from the theme of Animal Kingdom. Because Animal Kingdom was always supposed to have a yeah. mythical creature land that just didn't happen back in the day. Um, which could be the topic of like five podcasts, but that's, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, in my mind, I hear, you know, Iger said last year, he said, we're running every month at average, like 90 plus percent occupancy rate. We're going to build more hotels, you know? So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, there's really just Animal Kingdom Lodge in the Animal Kingdom area. You know, uh, could you do a Pandora-themed hotel somehow? I don't know. I, I think it would be kind of interesting. Hotel rather than an actual... Yeah, that's You're interesting. You're saying I, rooms I, individually I, as opposed to... That's what I was going to say. Yeah, my opinion is is that uh, <laughs> they are an absolute waste. All right? Sure. Like, so we've done them, and I still would say that it was it was a waste for us. I, Trevor, I don't know if you've ever done them with kids, but man... Not yet, no. 
was not on my you know list of things that I was happy spending money for. Right? We talk about upcharges that didn't really feel like they panned out. Uh, themed rooms themed would be rooms. one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess my take on themed rooms. We actually have um, so in Canada there we have a a, a local um, mall that does. They they got a hotel in there that does themed rooms and. Mm-hmm. I've always said, you know, paying for a room like that, unless you're going to spend your the majority of your time in the room, I don't see the value of them. So, and this will be interesting that maybe like uh, things are going to change for me because when we go in August, we're only going to go to the park one day. We're going to Pandora for one day, so I'm going to start it up and shut it down that day, and then the other three days we're really just doing because we have points we have to use. Uh, by November. So we're going to go and just do three days of nothing. So you know, maybe it will be a little different for me, you know, based on that. But, it, you know, in the past, I just haven't thought, uh, you know, like you said, it's somewhere that I'm going to sleep. And most of the time when I'm coming back from the parks, I'm just tired. I want water and I want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to get my it. shoes off and not be walking anymore is what I want to do. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And I guess in my mind, I'm just thinking about, okay, even if it's not, let's say it's even not, um, avatar themed right i mean could i mean you know animal kingdom's been dragging behind as far as you know attendance goes now with all the nighttime options with avatar in there um you know and rivers of light and all that stuff you know if if an increase of attendance happens there then could that just lead them to build another hotel in general you know not even like maybe maybe avatar theme but maybe not maybe just another hotel in the animal kingdom area you know just based on the popularity because i i like the again i like animal kingdom the lodge the theme of it and i think maybe pandora might mess with that theme a little bit right so I, i would agree with that yeah so that actually brings us kind of into our other topic so what is the what is the new you know dvc area so Copper Creek Villas. I don't yeah. actually know too much about this, so I'm going to rely on you guys to kind of explain to me. Because again, I think they're already booked up. I looked in August, couldn't mm-hmm. touch one, couldn't touch them, couldn't touch them already. So, so uh, I believe uh, I don't know, Trevor, if you were trying to say something. So I hope I'm not interrupting you here. But um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I. And this is for me. I am a big Wilderness Lodge fan. In fact, it's one of my favorite places to stay on property. I think it's very underrated as a place. Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah. I love Wilderness Lodge. It's quiet. It's in the woods. The theming is out of this world great. I mean, it is beautiful. So my wife and I were there last August. Um, We have to go in the summertime because my wife is a teacher. And so we are very limited as to when we can go. So we go during the hot, miserable summer. And, um, you know, we were there in August, and when we were there, they had half of the the old Wilderness Lodge, the regular Wilderness Lodge, they had half of it, like, completely shut down, meaning, like, they had tarps over it, and they were just doing construction, and the cast members that were working there didn't even know what they were doing. <laughs> they, they, they were like, we don't even know what they're doing over here. So is this um, going to be, this is, these are not additional, although there's going to be the, the cabins on the water are additional, but they're just redoing some of the old stuff? Again, That's I, exactly I don't really, right. Okay. Because yeah. I, so I don't they, know too much about this. So the so villas they converted the old rooms right. into villas basically all right so that's copper creek and then what's boulder ridge then so boulder ridge is the so wilderness lodge has the main lodge and so they they redid half of that and turned them into dvc rooms and then they also have the lodge to the side that is just the dvc property all boulder ridge is is they just renamed it to boulder ridge so the dvc (laughs) portion is called boulder ridge and copper creek 
they're both okay. PVC. So Boulder Ridge is just a separate building, and Copper Creek is the new units that they built into the the building, the the main building. So that's, they are, they they're not additional. They were just kind of built into where they already had stuff, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So the only thing that's brandy new, right? There are cabins on the water. Is that correct? Yes. And yep. those are brand new, though, right? They're like the Polynesian cabins, sort of thing. Sort of. Yeah, thing. but they face out over Bay Lake. So, so they don't look at Magic Kingdom. They look um, the, there's that other lake kind off of to the, the side. Island. Yeah, okay. you can see the island. Yeah. You can see the old uh, island there, and um, um, Discovery Island was Discovery it. Island. That was yeah. the word oh, I was looking yeah. for. Thank you. Um, yep. Yeah, and so that's the thing about it. So Boulder Ridge used to just be called the Villas at Wilderness Lodge. Like, Which so they okay. just decided yeah, to give there, it a name yeah. and a story. Okay. Um, and and so those are not new. And I, I stayed there. That's where we stayed in August. And when we were there, they were constructing all of these. Uh, you know, they were constructing the new restaurant there uh, that they, they put um, over in that area. They were constructing all the new uh, cabins and uh, also working on those rooms as well. So when we went there, there was no DVC pool at the time because the DVC pool was, was shut down. So, okay. um, well, it wasn't shut down. They were It was literally torn out because they were pretty much starting over. So. And, and, <laughs> wait, Will, is Wilderness Lodge the, the ketchup restaurant place? Yes. Okay. That is uh, uh, where Whispering Candy Cafe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> One of my favorite restaurants, actually, not for the food, but just for the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard that too. I'm I'm excited to to go there and try that one day. Yeah, that's interesting for sure. Now, we saw the Polynesian um, things on the water, right? So the the question is, is the amount of points? It's the same thing. Yeah, we, I come into this discussion. We're like I said, we're Saratoga Springs, and we talk about the treehouse. You know, mm-hmm. but the treehouse fits a lot more people, doesn't it? Right? These cabins are for how many people? I, I believe they, they eight. Oh, they do. Okay, and the, what is the treehouse is nine to twelve. What were you going to say, Trevor? Uh, I said I was going to say I think that they're they fit ten, don't they? Uh, I don't know. Let me look that up really quickly because yeah. I, I I think the ones at the Polynesian ones might fit ten, but I think the new ones at Wilderness Lodge are only eight, and I don't don't know why I think that, but I will I will I'll bring that up really quick. One of the advantages of having a computer in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I'm well, curious about the, the what is the the Treehouse Lodge of Saratoga Springs? I, I forget how many that is too. I'd like to know um, what the <clears throat> what, what the difference is in people for all three of those. So I think that's why again, Thomas, you're kind of like that guy in the sports show. That has yeah. to look stuff up for us. <laughs> look up the stats. <laughs> yeah, they so, gotta look up the stats. So the three, the the two bedroom, all the cabins at Copper Creek are two bedroom cabins, and they sleep up to eight people. Um, now, these are actually the point values on these are a little bit less than um, the Polynesian cabins, and I, I I think I probably know why. I would assume it's because you don't have that Magic Kingdom view. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think one of the yeah. big draws of the Polynesian cabins is you're right in the water and you can watch the fireworks from your balcony. Right. You can. Yeah, that's correct. And you can't not, not even from the balcony. Right. You're just literally out on your like on the little porch. private yeah. bath porch <laughs> yeah. thing, <laughs> the little private <laughs> pool thing that's there. Um, and, and you're not really going to get that at the at the cabins uh, out there because really you'll just see trees. You could probably still see the fireworks, but you're not going to see like all the fireworks, you know, it's going to be blocked by a lot of forest. So, but, um, in, in the adventure season, which is, you know, the short, the, 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 um, the, uh, kind of the value time it's, you're talking weeknights are 87 points a night. That hurts. They are I mean, pricey. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think that's one of those things. Again, I think the Treehouse villa is nine people and we always talk about going with another DVC family. We have friends actually we go with every year 
And that's kind of the whole reason we got into DVC is because we figured if we're all going to go, let's just do it. And then we kind of force ourselves to see those people, right? Because sometimes when you move, right, as you know, we've all kind of moved around and, you know, we're farther away from some of our friends. It kind of forced us in rather than saying, hey, we'll go to Disney every year. Well, no, I have to go to Disney every year. I don't have a choice anymore. <laughs> um, and we had talked about maybe, you know, doing something like that. So if you were going to double up points with somebody, not so bad um, for 87 because you'd probably spend close to that by doing two separate rooms, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then also with this too, is it like it, with the cabins and whatnot, is you, you get the privacy, which uh, I, I think – I think a lot of people look at, you know, the Polynesia's like, oh, you got the great view and everything. But I got to wonder if maybe there's people out there that don't want to have the fireworks going off outside their bedroom every night. Sure. So, you know, um, like looking at at, uh, Copper Creek and and the layout and everything, honestly, it reminds me very much of, um, so for me, living in Western Canada, I'm right on the edge of the Rocky Mountains. And so I can drive like an hour and get to some really great, places in the mountains that are like on a lake or on uh on the side of a mountain or whatever and it's just like a nice quiet cabin and i wonder if that's what they're trying to sell here is the these are meant for you know people that want to have that like you're still in disney and you can still go and do everything disney but when you go back to your room you have a very nice quiet place to stay with your family right so that's in like within nature that I think that's, I think you're totally right because I think for me, that's the allure of wilderness lodge in general for me, because it's a little, it's in the woods. It's kind of off to the side. It's, you don't have the you're, monorail. You're glamping going a little bit though too, right? You're glamping a little bit rather than, <laughs> right? I mean, that's been the thing. I don't know about you guys. I've never stayed at the actual campsite. So I, I would consider this like the, the farthest I'll go towards camping, which is a good experience <laughs> for me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm the same as you, um, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't do that either. But <laughs> I, I do have to laugh though because they do pipe in in true Disney style. Like when you're walking into Boulder Ridge, they do pipe in like uh, crickets and uh, and owls hooting. And yeah. at fir- the first couple nights we stayed there, we were like, "Is this real?" We couldn't figure out if it was being piped in or not. But then we kept he- hearing owls, and I'm like, "I don't think there's any owls around." So. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for them, I would say. So, Probably. <laughs> yeah. So the, the thing for me is again, what what kind of food do we got here, right? I like I like wilderness for f- the food in general, but there's going to be some new stuff coming. Is that, is that true? Yeah. So there's there's a new restaurant that they put in. That's kind of a um, it's like a walk up, like kind of quick service type of place. Um, it's called Geyser Point, and they put in, they're putting a new pool in there too. But the 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 restaurant. A looks gorgeous. I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of it, but I have not yet. No, mm-hmm. beautiful. Okay. I mean, wood, stone, and, and they're putting in know. a new pool. Are they pu- pulling out a pool, redoing a pool, or is there a brand new pool going in? Because didn't they just redo the pool at Wilderness Lodge? I feel like I was when I was there. It must have been a few years ago. They had the the main pool was redone, wasn't it? They well, yeah they they redid a whole bunch of the stonework and everything around the mm-hmm. pool. So I I don't know if they actually yanked up the pool itself, but. Okay. There's there's a ton of rock work and, and I guess yeah as far as the theming of the restaurant and everything goes if you guys have ever been to the Grand Californian in Disneyland um, the the pictures remind me very much of that it's it's that um, I don't even know how to describe it, it, it it's it's like a rustic like a lodge. Like, yeah, yeah yeah like a lodge exactly like like going out to a ski lodge in Denver or something like that right it, it's it feels to me like they're really going that way with it. Yeah, it looks 
great. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to say, is there going to be a spa along with this as well? There wasn't a spa there before, was there? I had read there was going to be a spa, but I haven't seen many details about it. Okay, so that's just up, up for grabs at this point. Somebody, <laughs> somebody at Disney needs to email us and let us know, right? These are things uh, yeah. that we should know before. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen anything about that, Trevor? Because I'd seen that there was going to be a spa, and I don't think there was the one there before, but I don't know where they're putting it. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen any details on that either. I was, uh, like I said, I was reading a bunch on the Copper Creek stuff, but I I didn't see any mention of a of them putting a spa in there. I don't, uh, I don't know. Be, there's one at the Grand Floridian, right? I know that yeah. I've been to that yeah. spa, actually. Yeah. Is there any other spas besides that one? Hmm. That is a good question. I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody that's listening can let us know. Email us and let <laughs> yeah. us know. I've been to the one so, over at Grand Floridian, so. I'll, I'll say this. I mean, spa is probably one of the lowest things on my list of things to do. <laughs> that, hurt, that, hurt, that hurts my there. feelings a little bit, Trevor. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> well, to be fair, I haven't uh, I haven't been back there in 10 years. So like I said, you know. You're going to have a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> a lot to see and do. Maybe, a lot maybe do. after a couple of years, I might be willing to, to you know, see what my spa options are. <laughs> well, it's like the same thing with golf. I, I've never golfed there, but like it's on my list, right? It's on my list of things to do. So yeah. eventually, eventually. Exactly. But one of, one of the interesting things, I th- interesting things I saw about this is is that the the purchase price, um, what people are paying for these right now, is one hundred and seventy six dollars per point, and uh, that is the same price point for that they were selling the Polynesian at. But mm-hmm. the points per night are lower to stay there, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but I also think it's interesting too that they're going to have Copper Creek is going to have the highest dues at all of Disney World. Why? So how is it higher than Animal Kingdom? I don't know. It's and it's 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 not higher than Vero Beach, which has the highest dues per point, but it is the highest at Disney World. No one seems to know why for that reason. Um, maybe because they're right on the water. I I don't yeah, know. I, I wonder if it's just a tax thing. Um, you know, I've, I've been reading a lot of, of new tax things that have been happening. So you know, maybe that has something to do with it. But you know, I always envisioned Animal Kingdom. Our friends are DVC members of Animal Kingdom, and I was like, no way. You know, the amount of you know money they have to pay for their dues every year to you know get all those animals fed and safe and this. I didn't want anything to do with that. Um, <laughs> that's why, again, it it seems interesting that it's higher than that. Well. Yeah. So I guess the question is, is, is there maybe a plan for something else that we haven't seen yet? So maybe it's in, like in the dues are higher. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe the dues are higher because it's maybe they're, they're stowing some money away for future development. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's an interesting question that I don't think any of us will have the answer to. <laughs> I, I, don't, <laughs> but, I, don't think, I don't think anyone's yeah. going to have the answer to that. Um, that's true. Uh, but yeah, no, that's true. But I, I just think that's kind of interesting that they are going to be higher point values. Um, but I will say the villas that are at Copper Creek, um, so the, the Copper Creek villas and there's the Copper Creek cabins, the Copper Creek villas in the actual, you know, that are not the cabins, they are comparable to, to Boulder. Um, so they're about the same as Boulder Ridge. Um, so like about 15 per night um, on, you know, like a weeknight in like the, the slow time. So okay. um, the new ones at, at I would say, uh, the, just the regular Copper Creek, Creek ones are probably a lot more accessible for most DV fan, DVC uh, members uh, than if, the if uh, cabins were, are. If you were to purchase more points, would, would you purchase here or would you try to get somewhere else? That, that's the big question, right? That's what everyone wants to know. My personal opinion is I'm looking for more points because – Everyone's always looking for more points, right? I, mean, I think that's just yeah. the nature of DVC. You can never have enough points. I met somebody that had 1,200 points a year, and they Ooh. still wanted more points. Wow. That being said, I think – I don't think that I would – unless I was starting out 
and I had to go here because I needed X amount of points. I just don't think that this is a place that I, I would add on points to at this point. I, I just don't think it's the, the allure is there for me um, personally. And again, I like Wilderness Lodge, but I don't think I'd be adding on points here. I, I would. Is Bay Lake still have points? No. Well, I mean, you can get waitlisted ones, you know. So I, yeah. I when I bought in, I w- it was after they had opened, and I had got I bought somebody else's contract through Disney. Uh-huh. Um, but but no, they as far as I know, they're pretty closed out. Um, you know, for me, if I were buying points, I'd buy resale at this point. Um, probably not uh, at Copper Creek. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I. I don't think I've ever buy. I, me personally, I, I don't know if resale would be the way that I go, but I just don't. I'd find points somewhere. I'd wait waitlisted somewhere. I don't think I would buy here. Yeah, I, I. I'm trying to you know think of reasoning that would draw me to it. And I mean, being that I already own points at a resort on the monorail loop, um, going to going to Copper Creek doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense to me. And and it might just be you know you know, just purely to get that 11 month booking window for it. But mm-hmm. it, it, it and, just, and maybe the cabins, right? I think that's the big thing that people said at the Polynesians. They want that 11 month booking so that they can get the cabins. But I mean, for us, I mean, and maybe, you know, you guys are different than me. I, I don't see myself ever staying at the cabins, right? I'm going to air quote those expensive cabins, <laughs> you know, more than once, probably in my life. If And, that. and you know, for me, like, like I, I look at those as, It'll probably be a, you know, I'll stay there once if if I decide to go with another family, like maybe like with my brother and his family or something. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening one time. But yeah, it doesn't justify a whole set of points for it. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. I, I will probably would not purchase to that price point and, um, you know, go from there with with those. So. Um, so great. So we're going to, we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, we've been, we've been talking, uh, for quite a while here about a lot of different things. So, um, Damon, I don't know if you want to take us out a little bit sure. here. So, you know, remember to at welcome home podcast at gmail.com. That's the email address. We're actually going to be looking for questions for our next podcast. So if you have any questions, please, you know, submit them to that email address and we'll try our best to research and answer them. And, and hopefully there'll be some opinion questions in there. Cause I think that's what we're best at at this point. That's for what sure. I feel I'm best at. I don't know. You know, Tom's got all the travel stuff. Trevor's like, you know, walking encyclopedia about DVC. I don't know. I bring the opinion <laughs> about it. Um, you can find us on Facebook at welcome home podcast. You know, please sign up for Facebook. I mean, that's probably the easiest way where we can answer. You can kind of follow when things are coming out. Um, and we can, you know, kind of, find out who's interested in listening to us on twitter it's welcome home pod and on instagram it's welcome home picks and what we're going to try to do as we all go to the parks we're going to try to use the instagram and kind of take pictures of things hopefully that will uh, be interesting for everybody but we'll see who we'll have a little contest to see who gets the best pictures between the three of us maybe that will be some sort of contest we have for you know the listeners at a later date challenge accepted yeah. <laughs> best but, character selfie yes. oh man that's a great idea <laughs> character selfies i love it i love it so that's great so we would love to hear like like damon said we'd love to hear some emails from you guys um you know opinion questions would be great um so this podcast is going to be in all the places you can find podcasts so itunes um wherever you get your podcast through uh through android uh you know just search for welcome home podcast for disney for uh you know pretty pretty much anything disney related dvc and uh we should come up on there and like i said if you subscribe to our podcast you're going to be reminded when we uh when we go ahead and uh you know release 
those every Sunday, every two weeks. One more time before we go, our podcast is uh, for entertainment only. We are not employed by Walt Disney Company as much as we'd like to be. So as such, you know, any opinion we express on this show is our own. So please consult Disney or DVC representative, uh, you know, to verify any of the information we gave you today. On behalf of Damon, Trevor, and myself, thank you so much for listening to our very first Welcome Home podcast. We hope you join us next time and have a magical day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart When it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream